Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Good day to you and welcome to this edition of the Kona Edge Thursday as we are recording this and it's time to chat some swimming. We head back to Melbourne in Australia to catch up with Rob Hill to find out a little bit uh, about his swimming prowess and things he's done in the water to get better over time. Don't forget as well, if uh, you'd like to discover what uh, the biggest swim killers are, obviously I've done lots of these interviews and we've distilled it down to uh, a few things that uh, I've found that uh, a lot of triathletes do uh, and the mistakes they make. You can download it right now, absolutely free. Uh, it's called the Kona Edge Swim Killers. All you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash swim and you can download it right now. Today's Coach's Corner is brought to you by Doug Guthrie Personal Training. Doug has a passion for seeing people improve and succeed. A 14 times Ironman finisher, two of those on the Big Island, a USA T-Level 1 certified coach, head coach of the YMCA tri-team, Doug has the unique ability to meet athletes wherever they are in their journey. His motivation comes from helping athletes improve and meet their goals at any skill level. As a self-coach, two-times Kona qualifier and finisher, Doug's experience places him in the shoes of those training for their first sprint to those who need to know what has to be adjusted in their plan to get them to the next level in order to qualify for the World Championships. Discover more about Doug, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching and don't forget if you're a coach or if you have a coaching business and would like to get a plug on the podcast, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. You're listening to the Cone Edge, and it's time to chat some swimming now. We head back to Melbourne in Australia to catch up with Rob Hill. Rob, welcome back onto the podcast. Thanks for for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Brad. It's it's great to be back. Rob, out of the three disciplines, which which would you say is your weakest? <laughs> I'd say the swim. Uh, I, I won't say weakest because uh, yeah, I, I like to talk to my athletes about you know there'll be you know sports we're not as strong as as the other sports but yeah uh i think um my swim is something that i would like to improve further although i'd say that about uh biking and running as well but uh yeah so the swim uh, uh, you you're the first australian i've ever met who who's who swim is is not their strongest discipline uh, i thought all aussies were, were born water babies well, look, I, I must admit something, Brad. I, I was born in England. Ah, and, there we uh, go. <laughs> my, my dad is Australian and my mum's from London, so uh, I'll blame my mum. <laughs> look, I mean, I, hey, in a way, I think I'm fortunate that uh, the swim has been something that I've had to work so hard to get reasonably competitive at, and I think we need that. You know, if it all came easy... Not to say that the biking and the running comes easy, but um, if the you know if the swim wasn't as much of a challenge to me, maybe I would have lost a bit of interest in the sport by now. Yeah, absolutely. As far as improvements that you've made, is is there certain things that you think you've done over time that have really moved the needle for you? Yeah, look, um, I think uh, with swimming, the, there's that factor of the boredom of following the black line, which we have to be very careful of. That you know. For all of our training, if we don't enjoy something, we're not going to do enough of it. And with swimming, if we're 
we're trying to do the sessions on our own and we're in the pool and yeah, I think for a lot of us that that is the biggest handicap to improving our swimming. If we were good swimmers anyway, yeah, you tend to enjoy what you're good at. Um, if you don't have a mental image of yourself as a good swimmer, then you that gets in the way of you enjoying what you're doing. Um, but I think the number one thing that I did that had made a huge difference was having a regular open water swim. And, and so over, over summer, sort of from mid-November through to probably April uh, in Melbourne. Uh, the city of Melbourne is on a bay and the bay is a great uh, place to be able to do open water swimming and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's not like the ocean. It's, it's reasonably flat depending on the direction of the wind. Uh, it does get pretty choppy with a southerly, but um, so it gives you all conditions to train in. And I think that, you know, putting the wetsuit on and getting in with a group of people and, and um, like, I lead a, a, a group every uh, Friday morning and um, over summer, not winter because it's way too cold for most of us. But, um, yeah, and, and we'll do some, you know, race-specific stuff. And uh, at the end of that swim, you know, you do an hour in the bay and you feel like a million dollars and, you know, Getting out of the pool, I don't know if it's the chlorine and the chemicals they use or whatever it is, but it's just not the same feeling. And uh, and plus race day, you know, when you've been doing a weekly open water swim, you know, you got the wetsuit back on and start of the race and you get in the water and it's just something you're used to. But for, you know, the first few years of doing triathlon, I just didn't have that sort of uh, comfort uh, when I was getting in the water at the start of a race because I wasn't doing enough of that in training. And a lot of people, I think, uh, fall into that trap. Whether they've got the opportunity, you know, that, that can be the big problem. But if you've got the opportunity or can make it, you know, get a group of uh, friends together and, and start doing some open water swimming. Yeah, absolutely. Volume versus technique, in your mind, what's what's more important and when, when should you sort each out? <laughs> uh, for swimming, they're both important. Um, and I think yeah, other than the open water swimming, I've, I've done a, a couple of uh, sort of swim challenges where, you know, I'd pick a month, often February because it's quite a short month, where I'd try and swim minimum 15 minutes every day. And um, just that frequency of swimming as, as well as the volume, so it's not just volume, but the frequency of every day for a month, that made a huge difference to my, my uh, swim form. So that actually really helped my technique because when you're swimming that frequently, you know, you're not spending half the session trying to get your stroke back. Um, and like the elite swimmers, they're swimming, you know, two-a-day sessions, six days a week. And uh, that uh, talking to their coaches, you know, that's a big reason for that is that they, you know, it's keeping that feel for the water. You know, it's always there because they're getting in the pool, you know, twice a day for almost a whole week. Absolutely. Looking at uh, sort of your swim times over over your career, I mean, is it is it vital that you have to be dipping under sixty minutes if you want to be competitive in an Ironman, whether it's age group at a at a local race or or, or on on the Big Island? Um, look, that that sixty minute sort of time, yeah. It, if you're much slower than that, it, it does give you a bit of a handicap, and you you are playing catch up. And yeah, I'm I'm a pretty much a 60 minute swimmer with the wetsuit on, racing back home in an Ironman. But um, in Hawaii, with no wetsuit, yeah, 
whatever it is about my stroke, I, I tend to lose a lot more time compared to a wetsuit swim in Hawaii than, than a lot of people I know. So uh, I'm still working on that. It might be something to do with my, my turnover, my, my arm cadence, stroke cadence. But, uh, yeah, I, I still, uh, you know, I've had some better swims in Hawaii and so a lot of less better swims. And, um, yeah, I certainly can't give anyone any advice how to swim well in Hawaii. But uh, I think, yeah, if, uh, if you want to be competitive in your age group, and obviously depending on what the age group is, but, um, yeah, I'm in the 50 to 54 age group now and, um, yeah, I know that uh, if I swim around about that hour and then if I ride strongly and then I, if I run well, um, then, yeah, it's going to add up to a, a pretty good result for me. And, um, yeah, if, if you're a slower swimmer, then, yeah, it, it, it just puts you on the back foot right from the start of the bike. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, as always, great to catch up. I look forward to chatting about your bike, but we'll save that for next time, Al. Fantastic, Brad. Yeah, great to talk again. I'm guessing that the Kona Edge is not the only podcast you listen to. If you're anything like me, you probably listen to a ton of different podcasts. I think at the moment I have uh, 10 or 15 go-tos that I listen to every single week. And if you listen to a lot of podcasts, at some stage you've probably thought about starting your own. Well, the good news is it's easier than you think. Thepodcastingacademy.com is giving you the opportunity to get your own podcast started right now. The Podcasting Academy is a 21-day step-by-step online program that will get you from zero to podcast in just three weeks. Right now, thepodcastingacademy.com is offering listeners of the Kona Edge a 25% discount. All you need to do is use the word Kona at checkout to qualify. Head over to thepodcastingacademy.com to find out more. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to to uh, Rob Hill for joining us on this edition of the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. Before I get going, as always, wrapping things up with uh, an iTunes review, and uh, we've been getting quite a few. Thank you so much, and don't forget, if you do leave us a review, we're giving away an entry into an Ironman race at the end of this year once again. Uh, a full Ironman, that is, uh, valued at $750. All you need to do is leave us an iTunes review like Vanna Nell did in South Africa. Vanna says, what an amazing podcast, another way to build knowledge and learn from all triathletes around the globe and making the Ironman experience even better. Vadna, thank you so much for that. Uh, iTunes review, it is much appreciated. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. From myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a superb one. We'll chat tomorrow. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge. 